Welcome to Shelve Under Podcast, the Toronto Public Library podcast for readers, writers, and everyone continuing to practice physical distancing. That's right. Today, we're bringing you another special mini episode to give some more recommendations for library resources you can access from home while library branches are closed due to the COVID-19 virus. My name is Jason, and today I'll be joined by Wendy to talk about a couple of resources that are available. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Hey, Jason. A um, little, little bit stressed, to be honest. How about you? Yeah, kind of. It comes in wet ebbs and flows, right? It's like yeah. too stressed or not stressed enough. That's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's, it is strange times for sure. Definitely. So uh, what do you want to talk about today? Um, well, I was thinking about the fact that it's. I've been finding it kind of hard to focus lately, like focus on reading and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been glued to Twitter all the time and, and constantly refreshing and checking the news and that sort of thing. So I actually had a couple of resources that I thought would be good for people who are in my situation. I'm sort of assuming I might not be alone in that. Um, so the first thing I had was um, if you want to really lean into your news addiction, um, you, you, you might find yourself, you know, checking Twitter and finding news stories that you want to read. And a lot of news resources, a lot of news sources have um, made a lot of their their COVID-19 related content free now and, and um, remove the paywalls for that stuff. But sometimes you go down a rabbit hole and want to read stuff that is paywalled. Uh, we actually have um, a subscription to NewYorkTimes.com that you can access with your library card. So if you want to really lean into your, your news addiction, you can go to tpl.ca Make sure that you're logged into your account. Uh, search for New York Times, and then uh, you have to create a New York Times account too. But then you're signed in for three days, and you can read all the articles you want. So, uh, so that was that was one thing that I was thinking I wanted to recommend for for people who are kind of in that frame of mind. Yeah, that's a kind of under the radar thing. I don't think a lot of people know about. So it, it's a great resource that we've had access to for quite a while now. Actually, yeah, but, yeah it's been a couple of years, I think. Um, it's kind of. I won't say fallen by the wayside, but definitely something that is not jumping to people's minds. And now with all of us consuming news constantly, <laughs> I feel like that's really good recommendation. Yeah, it's a nice thing to have. How about you? What are you uh, What are you reading or, or, or otherwise right now? Right. I am doing some reading, but I, I totally see where you're coming from. And I agree, too. It's hard to focus for long periods of time. The book I've been reading since this all kind of went down, it took me till today to finish and I was more than halfway through it when I started um but I'm going to focus today on audiobooks a little bit because I find that's really great and it keeps me gets me motivated to move or do other things while I'm consuming something yeah that's true you can have your hands busy and and listen to an audiobook they're good that way yeah um so I am a bit of a Japanophile so I have a couple of books by Japanese authors that are kind of soothing to me that I have found are available, which I'll mention on our Overdrive app, there's always available audio and both of these books are available there as audiobooks all the time. So there's no wait periods or anything like that. So anybody can check them out. So the first one I want to talk about is called uh, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running by Haruki Murakami. And that is a really great book. It is a nonfiction book. It's basically about um, Murakami's 
Love of Raining, a uh, Love of ra- Running, I'm sorry. Um, it is a really great book kind of about why he does it and why he's been doing it for so long. Um, and uh-huh. just if you are a runner at all, it really gives you this drive to run. And like, it's harder and harder to get out there and do a little bit of running, I find. But this is a kind of book that gets me into it and more connected to that feeling of like, oh yeah, I should move my body or just even like stretch or take a walk around the apartment or something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you can safely run well, well, physical distancing, then, you know, it's a great thing to do. I know not everybody's in a part of the city where that's easy to do, but, but yeah, definitely exercise is key. And this will give you a little bit of taste of that. So I just have a short excerpt from the physical book, the physical ebook, I guess I should say, uh, as opposed to the audiobook, but just to give you just a little taste of what it sounds like. It rained for a short time while I was running, but it was a cooling rain that felt good. A thick cloud blew in from the ocean right over me, and a gentle rain fell for a while. But then, as it as if it had remembered, oh, I've got to do some errands, it whisked itself away without so much as a glance back. And then the merciless sun was back, scorching the ground. It was a very easy-to-understand weather pattern. Nothing abstruse or ambivalent about it, not a speck of the metaphoric or the symbolic. On the way, I passed a few other joggers, about an equal number of them men or women. The energetic ones were zipping down the road, slicing through the air like they had robbers at their heels. Others, overweight, huffed and puffed, their eyes half closed, their shoulders slumped like this was the last thing in the world they wanted to be doing. They looked like maybe a week ago their doctors had told them they had diabetes and warned them that they had to start exercising. I'm somewhere in the middle. So just a taste of how he writes about writing and the passion that he has, I guess, it just gives you a sense of like, oh yeah, like I, I can feel that that place and that that mode of running almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's really vivid. I mean, that's I'm I'm a fan of Murakami, especially like his his earlier books, um, not so much the later ones, but mm-hmm. um, but this but that style that he has, he's, he's sort of deceptively simple. Like he has yeah. these really uh, sort of short, concrete sentences, but they really suck you into this imaginary world. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of he's kind of dreamlike, and even in this, which is nonfiction, I, I haven't read this one, um, but it, it sounds like it would be really enjoyable. Well, that's what intrigued me. Yeah, he's known mostly for this kind of uh, fantasy kind of world of fiction. Yeah, he writes about these fantastical things, and this is a very grounded book, just about running, and it's not about uh-huh. anything else. It's kind of literally about how he went on marathons and why he does it, and like the furthest he's run, and mostly like it's not technical, but it is a lot of nitty-gritty details too it sounds like it would be really sort of a soothing read or listen as as you've been doing i think so yeah it, it really works well and i've i've listened to it before uh this isn't the first time i've listened to it but it, it's a nice a nice salve salve is like my favorite word because it's like very <laughs> soothing anyway yeah yeah what else have you got for us wendy well um i've got a, i've got something that sort of follows on from that actually so um so we, you know that there's um, a reading challenge, right? The library has this reading challenge and we've got this, uh, yeah, this, this um, so you're supposed to read 12 books in 12 months um, in 12 different categories. And that's, that's the challenge. And we have a Facebook group that anyone's welcome to join. Um, if you just search, if you're on Facebook and you search Facebook for uh, TPL reading challenge, it's, it's there, you can join us. Um, and people just go there and chat about what they're reading for the challenge. And um, somebody posted this question about about being distracted and having a hard time getting into reading anything, you know, picking up books and then putting them down and not being able to finish them. Uh, and one of the readers in the group 
um, posted a recommendation that I, I wound up following uh, because it, it really sounded like kind of what I needed at the time. So she recommended books by uh, Sherry LaPena. She's a Toronto author. She writes thrillers. And the thing about these books is that, um, sort of like Murakami, they're sort of, they have sort of a deceptively simple structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she writes with really short, concrete sentences. It's a vivid, fast-moving plot. Um, and I found that I'd been, uh, prior to this, I was reading, um, the reading agency by William Gibson, his new book, uh, and William Gibson's great, but he, he sort of drops you into the middle of things without a lot of, uh, handholding and you kind of have to figure out where you are. And I was just getting lost. I was, I did not have the bandwidth for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I started reading this and it, it, it grabbed me right away and I wound up reading it, reading the whole thing in like two days, which gave me kind of a feeling of accomplishment. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to read you actually a, a little selection from this. So this sounds like a spoiler, but it's right at the end of the first chapter. So it's not much of a spoiler. Okay. Uh, this is this is from uh, Sherry LaPena's book, The Couple Next Door, which has, I think, several available copies uh, on Overdrive, our ebook platform right now. And basically what's happening is there's a couple who've gone over for a dinner party um, at their next door neighbor's house. Uh, they have been, the the woman in the couple feels, feels sort of like she's been coerced into leaving her baby at home and bringing the baby monitor with her. And she's kind of worried about the baby. Uh, and they're going back every half hour to check on the baby. And finally, they have a bit of a fight and they're going back to the house. And, uh, and here is like the first really big suspenseful moment in the book. So I'm going to just read you that. They leave quickly after that. They have no baby gear to gather up, just themselves, Anne's purse, and the baby monitor, which she shoves into it. Cynthia, that's the neighbor, Cynthia looks annoyed at their swift departure. Graham is neutral, and they make their way out the impressively heavy front door and down the steps. Anne grabs hold of the elaborately carved handrail to to help her keep her balance. It's just a few short paces along the sidewalk until they're at their own front stairs with a similar handrail and an equally impressive front door. Anne's walking slightly ahead of Marco, not speaking. She may not speak to him for the rest of the night. She marches up the steps and stops dead. What? Marco says, coming up behind her, his voice tense. Anne is staring. The front door is ajar. It's open about three inches. I know I locked it, Anne says, her voice shrill. Marco says tersely, Maybe you forgot. You've had a lot to drink. But Anne isn't listening. She's inside and running up the staircase and down the hall to the baby's room, with Marco right at her heels. When she gets to the baby's room and sees the empty crib, she screams. So I mean, you're going to keep reading, right? Yeah. You're going to you're going to turn the page and find out what happened next. And uh, and actually, that turned out to be exactly what I needed. Now I know I have a lot of friends who have little kids who will not read books about kidnapping, or you know things happening to, to small children. Mm-hmm. So if that's your situation, then I, I would not recommend this book. Uh, but but definitely, if you're looking for something that that you can that can hold your attention, even if your attention is being pulled in a lot of other directions, uh, the couple next door by Sherry LaPena would work for that. I can even see it, although I don't have any children. Um, it's still a thing of like taking yourself out of your own situation, right? That's yeah, what I find yeah. is really difficult about some books. It's a couple of books I've picked up and stopped just because I'm like, this is too much of more of what I'm the real life is right now. And I right. need something fantastical. Like I've been reading a lot of like trying to read more sci-fi and fantasy things that are like way out there. And oh yeah, like, that could work. Yeah. 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 So I that's can probably see how that would help. Probably an upcoming episode there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That sounds great. So uh, what else do you have? You had another audiobook, I think, right? I do. I'm keeping on my theme of books from Japanese authors. This is called uh, Convenience Store Woman by, uh, forgive me if I'm saying this name wrong, Sayaka Murata. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a book I read actually only about a year ago that I really enjoyed. It's a quick read, which is why I'm recommending it, because it's a quick listen too. 
It is about a woman who works in a convenience store. No surprises there. But she is very drawn to this work. And she's kind of antisocial and not really sure about her place in the world. But she really loves this work because it's so simple and orderly for her. So it provides this grounding for her. And she loves to do this kind of tidying up and recommending food. If you're not aware, convenience stores in Japan are a totally different ballgame than they are here. Oh, yeah. They're really huge, and it's where people go to do their groceries and have their food and do all kinds of eating as well. And they have a whole level their level of food here. It's not just refrozen burgers. They have like all of the food you can get anywhere in Japan. They have rice rolls and sushi and really nice sandwiches, and it's kind of the go-to place for cheap eating. Oh, that sounds great. So a lot of people go there for this. So this is what it is. It is that kind of place. So she has kind of created this home in this place that is transitory for a lot of people but it is a place that is such the hub of a community a lot of times and they're just everywhere in japan so she just works in one and it's kind of going through her life how did she get here why does she like it so much what about her will keep this going and like what will she do if she didn't do this essentially so i'm just going to read a brief excerpt from this just giving you uh some idea of her observations kind of working in this convenience store for a convenience store worker Walking through the area around the store is a way to glean valuable information. If a nearby restaurant starts selling lunchboxes, it will impact our sales. And roadworks starting up will mean more customers. It was really tough when a rival closed down four years after our store opened and we were inundated with their customers. We all had to work overtime since the lunchtime peak had gone on and on. And when we ran out of lunchboxes, the manager was reprimanded by head office for not doing enough research. That's when I decided to walk around the area, keeping my eye on things to make sure nothing like that ever happened again. So a lot of this book is observations about the store. And slowly as you pull out from this, she reveals her life. It's kind of very much this is it. This is all she thinks about and talks about. And how how strange that is and how even her coworkers are like, or her managers are like, what are you, why are you talking about this? Why don't you go on vacation, essentially? What is it about this that's completely obsessing you? And I really enjoyed it because it was so specific to an experience. If you've been to Japan, you you recognize this kind of place and this kind of attitude of service is so big there. Um, in a way that it's not, it, it's the thing here too, but it's, it's a different level of it there, I think. And it's just really interesting to get inside someone's head who kind of is living this kind of life and like what are they about and what's going on with them so it's just this really interesting character study oh that sounds great maybe i'll give it a try now that i've successfully read one entire book maybe i'll maybe i'll move on to something something a little different yeah it's a quick read there's lots of copies of the ebook as well although the there's uh, it's always available as audio Right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and to find always available audiobooks, you can just go to uh, tpl.ca slash overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, you can search for the book by title or you can browse uh, different sections. There's also a uh, Best Bets seven day loan section that has really popular books that are um, available right now. So you don't have to wait on hold for them for any length of time. Oh, absolutely. I just wanted to mention that we had such a section and make sure people knew about that in case yeah. it can be very hard sometimes to find the thing you're looking for because everybody right now is looking for stuff to read and listen to. Uh, yeah, there's a huge amount of demand for ebooks and stuff right now, but we still have lots. That's the thing. The tons collection and tons is huge. Of stuff. Yeah. There's, yeah. If, I was if you shocked. start digging, there's lots. Yeah. There was a lot of things on the always available that I had read and enjoyed a lot. And I'm, I can't believe that's there. And then also things I'm like, oh, I've got to check that out now. Yeah. It's always good talking to you, Wendy. Um, yeah, likewise. This has been great. And like always reach out to us with any emails if you like to talk to us. We'll put a link to all the stuff we've mentioned on our website under the, the link page for this episode. 
That's right. And you can reach us at shelvunder at tpl.ca by email. That's right. So stay safe out there and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, stay safe. Stay home. Bye. Bye. Wendy Banks and Jason Bazadian work for the library. Music by Highs. Shelve Under Podcast is a Toronto Public Library production. It is produced by Wendy Banks, Jason Bazadian, Ted Belke, Michael Warner, and Christina Wong. With production assistance by George Panayotu. <laughs>